Hey everybody, what's up? Welcome back to another episode of Everything Kratom, the podcast about anything and everything Kratom. Great to have you with us on this Thursday morning, hoping all is going well with you as always. Today I wanted to touch on a comment that I got on YouTube the other day. Um, I don't do as much on YouTube. I've been trying to kind of migrate my episodes over onto there as well, just to have it on a new platform um, and to have it as accessible as possible to everybody. But, you know, it's a little bit behind the podcast, I guess, in terms of, you know, Spotify or Anchor or Apple or everywhere else that, that the podcast goes. But I got a comment on YouTube the other day that was really interesting. It kind of sparked my my thought process. Um, this is going to be a shorter one today, but I just kind of wanted to talk through it with you. So they commented on one of my videos and said that they were against regulation of Kratom entirely. And they said that the reasoning why was because once you start regulating something, it can create this cascading effect where you can regulate it further. You can create more rules. There can be more restrictions. And, you know, basically the way they worded it, it sounded to me like they were afraid of once you start rolling the snowball down the hill, you can't really stop it. Like it, it's going to get bigger. It's going to gather more, you know, momentum. Um, and and eventually, what you got is a giant boulder of a snowball. So <laughs> those were my words, not theirs. But I'm just kind of breaking down what they said. And um, and you know, I've often spoken on this show about how I think that regulation of kratom in certain ways is a good thing, and that um, you need the sorts of things that you find in you know your typical. Kratom Consumer Protection Act, you know, some sort of age limit, some sort of limit on the amount of 7-hydroxymetragenine can be found in Kratom, um, you know, things like that. But but I, I've i always also been open about the fact that I don't think it should be like illegal and I don't think it should be restricted in any way other than what you might find in the um, production acts that, that people come up with in different states. And I am, you know, I must admit when I haven't thought about things as deeply as I should have. And that's something that I think was a good point this person brought up. I um, I haven't thought as deeply about the fact that once you start regulating something, you've opened it up to that process. You know, it's like, well, you can, it's going to be regulated again. Once you have a government policy, I mean, it, it's going to, it can be changed and it can be tinkered with and it might not always be tinkered with in the way that you originally agreed it should be enacted. So um, yeah, I thought it was a fair point, and I thought that it was something that I haven't really talked through before because I haven't really thought it through before, <laughs> to be honest, and somewhat embarrassingly so. But it's a good point, and I wanted to spend a little time thinking about it. Because if a Kratom Consumer Protection Act is passed in a state where you know there isn't one, for instance, um, that that really is taking something that you know, in that current moment is kind of like the Wild West, which necessarily isn't a good thing, but could be not a bad thing. And it's it's giving it a name, you know, a name and a number and an address. Like it's, it's making it so that there's something to build off of. Whereas before it's just kind of like, you know, it's illegal or it's fine, but nothing in between. Once you do that, that actual law, what are you opening it up to? Well, I can imagine that the age limit might be changed, right? Age limits for other things have been changed over the years. Um, cigarettes, alcohol, things like that. Uh, driving. <laughs> I mean, all those things. I can imagine that the chemical compositions can be changed, or the alkaloid profiles, 
What if they start limiting the amount of metragenine that can be found in kratom? Uh, that might, you know, lead to someone taking more than they normally would. What if they start limiting the amount that you are allowed to buy or possess at any one time? Kind of like some of these early cannabis laws where you're only allowed to hold up to an ounce. Um, so that might, you know, be transferred into some sort of limit on the number of grams that of kratom that someone can hold at any one time. And how realistic is that? Or how does that affect people's lives? It's just, you know, it, it's really interesting and I hadn't thought through it before. Um, and I, I guess I could develop a bit of a fear around that if I started seeing some changes around these policies. I think that ultimately, I think that some sort of regulation is good still. But this does make me think deeper about it and, and more purposefully, because although I do think that regulation to some degree is going to be needed to have Kratom kind of be opened up and, and uh, become a more normal part of, of society in some ways, um, although that's a whole nother topic for another time that we could talk through, I also think that if you create a law around Kratom and then you also take into account the fact that we're living through this terrible opioid crisis right now. Um, it It's not just independent of itself and history and everything going on, you know, around the country. Like, it's not just, oh, we have this perfect Kratom Consumer Protection Act and all is well. It's like, well, what if you have enough people in positions of power or enough people who experience loved ones who die, who have Kratom in their system, who want to revisit this? Well, now it's not just an obscure plant that nobody knows about. No, they, you know, one can say, hey, I don't want this thing to be around anymore. And here is the law that's currently allowing it to be a thing. So I am formally, you know, forming a movement to ban Kratom and dissolve the KCPA of this state, you know, like the Kratom Consumer Protection Act of the state. Look at how the state currently has, has it. It has it as a legal substance. It's written into law. How terrible is that? You kind of see what I'm saying? It's almost like giving a name to a face to something that maybe doesn't have it as much. And, and really, I'm not trying to like put negativity on Kratom Consumer Protection Acts, obviously. I mean, I actually think highly of them, but I do see how it can like help become something to rally against by having it there in the first place, you know? Then again, I also think about, this is of course just me rambling through my own thoughts, you know, live here this morning. <laughs> Sometimes I do this, but it also makes me think about the idea that right now, just because Kratom might not be illegal in a state doesn't mean that people can, you know, they can't, they can still rally around the idea of making it illegal in that state. So I guess that previous thought, you know, it, it, there's also that, um, that caveat as well. So it's just something that I need to start thinking about more deeply. I think ultimately that there's got to be some sort of balance of regulation and not, but, it, but I also see this person's concern and think it's a valid one. And I think that it's something that I should start taking more seriously and into account as I'm talking about this sort of thing. Like you're opening up a new can of worms by passing a KCPA. You're writing into law that this state is okay with this substance and it's going to regulate it this way. Well, if something goes terribly wrong or if there's enough of a shift to public opinion, there's, you know, you've provided a route to go uh, against that KCPA simply by having it there, you know? Um, so just food for thought, something to think about. 
I'm not necessarily pressing my opinions on anyone and I'm still trying to figure out my own opinions about this stuff. I think that that it's not easy to for me to just like blindly have an opinion on Kratom. I'm continuing to develop it and I certainly see it differently today than I did on my first episode so many months back. So um, thank you all so much for listening and, and for your comments. It really does affect every day in all these episodes. It affects my view of Kratom and, and you're helping me to develop a more rounded sense of how I should view this amazing, wonderful, strong, impressive, but strong plant that, that affects so many people's lives and, um, and, and, you know, including mine. So thanks so much. You're, you're, I think you're improving me as a person. (laughs) We'll put it that way. So I'll sign off with that. And, uh, thanks again. Please do keep, keep the comments coming, keep your emails coming too. I've received a lot of really great ones recently. And, uh, you know, I, I don't want to call out every single person here and there, um, unless you give me permission, but I just want to say thank you so much for reaching out. Um, I really appreciate it when you share your stories with me and when you want to talk to me. It's just, it's so cool. It's exactly what I was hoping this would, this would do. You know, we've accomplished it. We've created a Kratom community. Let's keep it up. Okay, everybody have a great rest of your Thursday. Um, I know you're going to be great today (laughs) and uh, finish out the week strong tomorrow with our episode to end the week. All right. All right. Meet you back here tomorrow. Same time, same place. Take it easy, everybody. Talk to you then. Bye-bye.